UFC faithful defenders nation, welcome to the most LAFC podcast on earth. We are back. It is Defenders of the Bank episode 228, I think is the right number this time. I think we got it wrong last time. I am recording in beautiful, world famous, rainy as hell actually, Philomonster Studios in Burbank, California. That's right. It is world famous Burbank home of the Walt Disney Studios right down the street from Universal Studios itself. But nothing can be more majestic than the inside of these four walls here at world-famous Villa Monster Studios. A big thank you to the doctor, the good man, Jonathan Reimer, for a new addition to Villa Monster Studios. Thank you so much. Dan Smith, BYU. Sitting about five feet from me, I am the scarf, J.R. Liebert, and I always forget to introduce myself, but allow myself to introduce myself and my podcast partner, for life, the co-host of Defenders of the Bank, the voice of the Empire Strikers, put $5 in the jar if you mess that one up. And I believe, according to Larry Friedman, myself, and maybe him today, he is still going by the Gypsy Prince, one Christian, Philly, Philemon. Hello! impressive los angeles and the rest of the world yes the self-proclaimed <laughs> beast from the east the gypsy prince the whatever oh, moniker i haven't thought of is coming that's so right wait, my friend my Christian question is you used to be the pink flamingo now it's oft purple uh the purple prince of oh jesus i was thinking Forest the pur- Hills. purple nurple Purple uh, nurple. That's a that's see that that derives negative connotations. Scott. Does it? Purple nurples okay. are not. That was like getting getting uh, bullied the, in middle school. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. The twisters. Right? Yeah, no, we, was, we don't we don't like purple nurples. No, but isn't it also a, a shot? Like, isn't a purple nurple a shot? I think it's a shot. I mean, I'm do gonna, you have that before or after a fuzzy navel? <laughs> that would be a, a fun night. There's one thing I want to correct you on. Like, I love the introduction. That was a lot of fun. But oh I just want to clarify. Yeah, I'm being corrected on my introduction. It's not raining in Philomonster Studios. It's not ra- you're right. <laughs> because it did rain at one point in Philomonster <laughs> Studios. So very, I want to make sure we don't have true. that problem again. Very true. Uh, a purple nurple is the act of taking a person's nibble between the thumb and forefinger, then twisting it around roughly, according to... Uh, the dictionary, but I thought a purple nurple was also a, a, a shot. Let's see here. Well, I'll we tell have... you this. A fuzzy... Yeah, no, I'm right. All right, here we go. Hold on one second. I know what a fuzzy navel is. By the way, Boone's Farm back in the day, the fuzzy navel was great. Uh, I'm going to... You Americans with your Zimas and your Schmirnoff Ices. Right? Uh, why can't... So while he's looking that up, we referenced the fuzzy navel. We did. For those who don't know what a fuzzy navel is, that is peach schnapps and orange juice. All right, so and you do not drink it out of someone's belly button, oh, unless well, you want to. I mean, oh, it's America; it's a free gross. country. All right, according to supernaturalwiki.com backslash purple like underscore nurple, which is a supernatural canon and fandom resource. I don't know where this comes from, but this is what I saw. Uh, one ounce of Malibu coconut rum, one ounce of triple sec, a half ounce of blue curacao, and two ounces of cranberry juice makes a purple nurple. That sounds kind of good. The fuzzy navel sounds easier. 
yes, sure. Uh, before we get too far down the rabbit hole, we do want to thank our good friends at Flex Power Tools, flexpowertools.com, Flex Power Tools NA over on the Instagrams with all their fun stuff as well. Don't forget to check that out means Flex. North America. It does. They are a, a worldwide company, but that's their North America one. Again, the official podcast sponsor, we're pretty sure, of uh, Defenders of the Bank and uh, also obviously the front of kit sponsor for Los Angeles Football Club and in partnership with uh, LAFC. I don't even know if it's the LAFC Foundation anymore, but either way, and the 3252 uh, Flex is going to do some really cool stuff to raise money for the Mauricio Mofasio Futsal Court. The link to donate to that fundraising effort is in our bio, but Philly, once again, a 5v5 tournament and, and you're kind of a jerk. Why? Because you're not going to be at the 5v5 tournament. Yeah. I, hashtag blame Philly. But don't worry. Uh, the defenders will not be playing in said tournament. Kind of a fun Nobody's going to miss that. <laughs> I, no one's going to miss that. We will also not get injured That's in, true. in playing in the tournament. But but we're all. We could get injured walking to the tournament. We, well, maybe you, you and I, we're going to call the final of the 5v5. But now we are not calling the final of the 5v5. Tell the millions. And millions! Sorry. It sounded like you sat on something. Uh, <laughs> I was I was inspired by the uh, Wayne's World character. Uh, Mr. Matt Voice? Wayne's World 2? Oh, Wayne's World. You're bringing up a Wayne's World 2 reference? Yeah. We've, oh. we've, we've advanced. I'm trying to remember his name. Shark is what Mr., Mr., Mr. Handsome? What? Uh, uh, Jefferson's character from yeah, Married no, with Children. Yeah, no, I don't remember. Uh, Dar- Dar- Jefferson Darcy? Yeah. Like, you uh, know, like that. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I don't like remember his guy. name, but why won't you be at the 5v5 tournament? Because, alas, Jonathan, the doctor, Panda, and myself are being sent down to Mexico to call the Empire Strikers You're on the road. Being deported? No, not being deported. Uh, not being deported at all. But we are, <laughs> I guess that would be an all-expense-paid trip one way or it another. It would be nice. You're going to Mexico. You're calling not one, but two MASL. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. calling the Empire Strikers on the road in Monterrey at Arena Monterrey against the Monterey Flash. And yep. then two days later, we will be going back to Corner Sports Arena in Chihuahua, Mexico to call the Empire Strikers versus the Chihuahua Savage. And yet again, we are the only English broadcasters being sent down to Mexico to call these games. So an all-expense-paid trip. Well, expense paid trip to go to Mexico um, and call games and yeah. do something I love. Yes, I, I it'd be fun to call these five v five tournament with you. Yes, but I know if you had the opportunity to go to Mexico, uh, not on your dime, you'd probably choose oh, it as well. Free trip to Mexico, absolutely. It's Let's a be business clear, trip at the end of the day. You by the aren't way. the only English broadcasters down there. You're the only English speaking broadcasters down there. Neither of you are actually English. You or uh, Jonathan Reimer. Just like it's not raining in Philly Monster exactly. Studios, so that's I, what we're doing. Exactly. We're correcting See, each other. You get it. Okay, uh, Philly, we're gonna start. With our wait, wait, hold on, wait. We don't. You brought up the tournament. We should at least talk to them. Oh, about we should that. talk to them about the tournament. I apologize. Five v five tournament. Uh, all the proceeds raising money for the Mauricio <laughs> Mo Facio Futsal Court, Philly. Please fill us in <laughs> before we get to our wait. What? what moment of the podcast? <laughs> uh, I was told to wait correctly because I have ADD and forgot to talk it's, about the five v okay. five tournament. I know you're feeling froggy, but before you jump to the lily pad, <laughs> let me just do this real quick. Five v five tournament. Here goes Philly. February fourth at ten a.m. in Norwalk at the US Five Center. It is a hundred dollar entry per team. That per is right. Team, per not team, person. not per player. Team. And the proceeds are going, as Scarf said, to the Mofasio Futsal. Um, court. The MLS Cup will be in attendance. Yes, that's right. If the you- MLS Cup will be in attendance. There will be raffles, a taco truck, flex demos, I giveaways. Just love, we have a soundboard and we don't have the burp, 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 burp sound. We need to fix that. We've got, we've got, we've got <laughs> one we called have- a rim shot. I forgot what the rim shot was. It's but a- 
Oh, there you yes, go. That's, that's right. the okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're starting to sound more and more like oh, like the ninety eight point seven shows, which is fine because we in the bus ninety seven point what. Uh, anyway, so the MLS Cup will be in attendance. Raffles, taco truck, flex demos, giveaways, potential special guests, and I said it in the last podcast. If you follow Defenders of the Bank, yes. you will see on Instagram there is one pinned IG post with a flex sponsored athlete. Provided none of these stupid rumors come true, Jeez. there is a good chance that said individual could be in attendance. Uh, I'm pretty we much hope. gift wrapping we this hope. to you without telling you, Philly but that's the subtle. case. Uh, yeah, very much subtle. Subtle, subtle. But yeah, the winners are going to get uh, jerseys and all kinds of cool stuff. So. Yeah. It, and, look, it's it's going to be a real fun time. Philly won't be there. so I'll be in uh, Mexico. Hashtag blame Philly. But listen, 5v5 tournament, playing a little futsal soccer out there. It's going to be an incredible day in Norwalk at the US5. Uh, center. Center. Thank you. The US5 Center. $100 a team, you guys. $100 a team. The fact that this hasn't sold out is kind of sad. Come on. Get your team together. Get five people. You may win some cool jerseys. You'll have a lot of fun. You can hang out with Philly and the Scarf. The MLS Cup is going to be there. Look, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so come hang out. And there's going to be there's going to be a competitive uh, tournament, and there's also just going to be like a fun non-competitive tournament, the kind that you know Philly and the Scarf would participate in. Would so don't feel that because that is a tournament going on that it's going to be people that are just all-star rock star football players. No, like there's going to be like a fun tournament to play in as well. And I was asked this question and it's a very good one. Yes. Uh, if you only, if you're a solo individual who doesn't have a team, the story goes like it's a hundred dollars per team. But if you are looking for a team, DM us and we can find one yes. for you. We know Flex is putting together a team and we certainly know that there's a couple other teams that might be looking for players. So yeah. if you're a solo individual that wants to be part of a team, let us know and we'll try to work it out for you. Absolutely. Wouldn't it be great to get all the different official SGs of the 3252 to get their team out there get all the unofficial SGs Get them out there as well. Why not get as many teams as we can out there? Let's raise as much money for this Mauricio Mofasio futsal court in Southeast about, LA. Yeah, I heard there are about 20 teams so far registered. 20 so. teams. I think they're able to take, what, up to 32, something like something that? Something along forget, those lines. I forget what the number is, but may, let's make it happen. Look, Philly, you and I, uh, you you and I were actually texting during the workday. Uh, was, <laughs> it, was it only yesterday that this broke? Jesus, I think it might have only been yesterday that this broke. We were texting during the workday, and I was like, holy crap. Philly, did you see the news on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere else? And it, I mean, Bob Bradley, you motorboating son. I can't believe that you did this to us. This is definitely our wait what moment of this episode and of this week. In a week where we have a ton of different news to bring you. Obviously, the Gareth Bale news, some Chicho Arango rumors, Franco Escobar, Eldon Campbell, Yakupovich signing with LA, all kinds of great stuff. The move that caught us completely by surprise, the original great one of LAFC number 99, Adama Diamande, reunited, and it feels so, so good. Weird. Yeah. Feels weird. Yeah, that's true. Why did I say good? My bad. Bob Bradley signing Adama Diomande to Toronto FC. What, Philly? Are you kidding me? It goes as a surprise. Uh, definitely as a surprise because we're pretty in tune with what goes on within MLS because we've established a network of, of of people and we're good friends with a lot of people and and stay tuned we're going to have Tom Bogart on the show hopefully in the first week of February yes. so that's going to be pretty cool you you heard it here we've been talking to Tommy Scoops to hear more stuff but the Adama Diamande scenario 
fell off of our radar. We had no idea. And at the very least, what that does is it kills any idea that Dio left as a result of tension between him and Bob. As you know, Bob coached him in Norway at Staubach, where Dio had a really good career. Staubach? Like Roger Staubach? Uh, not not the former Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Okay, but Dobek. Yes, so it's the third time he's signed a Dominic Diamante. <laughs> well, I mean, it goes to show, but Dio's a solid player, and he's I, great. I mean, he's been playing. He's been playing in the Middle East uh, for the past couple of seasons. Uh, he played in China a couple of games, literally like a like a cup of coffee. Four games, he had one right, goal. Right, right. But um, yeah, Dio is going to be back. Not a yeah, a very big surprise there. And I did want to address one thing before we talk about how much we loved Dio because we do. Well, so much. I mean, I love Dio. I mean, he's your favorite player. Second. second. Okay, all right. He's definitely... My my Mount Rushmore consists of two players that are gone. uh, I want to address a couple of comments that popped up on our page. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling I know where you're going. Don't don't throw beers at Dio. Like, why would you say and do something ridiculous? I mean, the guy was a legend for us. And then there was another comment about him not being a legend. The guy had freaking 24 (laughs) goals in in 52 apps with with LAFC. Arguably some of the biggest goals against the Galaxy. How could you not call him a legend? Come on, man. Tell me you don't know about LAFC without telling me you don't know anything about LAFC. Do not throw beer at Dio. And he is nothing shy of a legend. Did he leave us in an unceremonious way? I don't know because there was that scenario where he had to go into like the substance abuse and behavior protocol. And it wasn't for substance abuse, by the way. It was for mental health and wellness and all of that. But but if you're gonna throw a beer at Dio, you're you're a schmuck and you need to get punched and kicked in the face. And I'll gladly do it. No, I'll gladly do it. I have no problem. Defenders of the Bank does not condone the opinion. Yeah, don't throw beer at Dio. Come on, guys. That's just, if if it's said in funny jest, okay, fine, I'll take it. He, not exactly a great joke, but if you're seriously going to do it, you deserve to get walloped. Yeah, you're an idiot if you're going to throw beer at Adama Diamante. Look, it's very simple, guys. It's against his religion. Alcohol is not part of what he does on a daily basis. And by the way, Alcohol not being a part of what he does on a daily basis still makes him a very close friend and ally of defenders of the bank. We can do enough alcohol for Christopher uh, uh, Dama Diamande. And, and my thing that I have a problem with, right, is that people agree. Like, yeah, we're going to. Like, I, I hope you all. I hope you all were joking. We, we at know Defenders of the Bank, we in the LAFC uh, universe, we appreciate and respect Adama Diamande. By the way, fourth leading scorer of all time in black and gold behind just Carlos Vela, Diego Rossi, and Chicho Arango. More on him in a little bit. Adama Diamande, again, I have said it over and over again, my second favorite player behind Latif Blessing to ever don the black and gold. And by the way, right behind him in goal scored for LAFC all-time is Latif Blessing. Uh, it is it is unreal. 52 appearances. And, and look, if anybody says he's not a club legend, just first of all, shut up. Second of all, go back and watch that 5-3 victory over Carson in the playoffs. I I don't care what happens. If you're willing, and we all are, to call Gareth Bale a club legend for the goal that he scored, which he is, and we agree, go back and watch that 5-3 absolute drubbing of Carson. It was Adama Diamande that personally stamped out Zlatan Ibrahimovic and the rest of the Carsonites out of Bank of California Stadium in what was up until that point the most important win in club history. So Adama Diamande, man, Toronto FC with Mark Anthony K, Tomas Romero. I mean, didn't Daniel Henry go back? I there? think he might have gone back to them. Yeah, it's and and obviously Bob. Um, 
Bob, you motorboat son. Bob and 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 one other person. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. And Mike Sorber, Mike Sorber, Mike Sorber, yes, went Mike back Sorber with Bob. is there as well. It's, if you're wondering whether you're going to get the opportunity to see Adama Diamande, hey, I, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I did say how against going to the Coachella games I was. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. This is Philly completely doing a 180 and recanting. <laughs> Go on. I can be bought. Um, <laughs> no, I mean I can't. Uh, yeah, you can. All right, fine. If the price is right, hey, according to a certain gentleman by the name of Ted DiBiase, everybody's got a price. <laughs> and, and you do have a price. Yeah, hey, we all do. Clear. But we're not going to be playing them during the regular season. We are not. We're going to be playing them in Coachella, and it's going to be February 11th. It's the Saturday game at 11 a.m. So we're going to have our opportunity to go watch Bob. We're going to get to watch Romero. We're going to get to watch Kay. And we're going to get to watch Dio back in MLS. It's not happening during the regular season. Tickets are still available. I mean, they'd better be. They're ranging from 40 Five dollars to three hundred. If you can spend three hundred dollars and just go to a simple practice game, God bless you. I am not <laughs> doing that. All the money goes to AEG, the LA Galaxy parent company, which is something I'm a little bit miffled about. But it's okay. It's LAFC, and look, it, uh, it's Dio, and I want to watch Dio, and I want to watch our boys. Meaningless games, of course, of but course. it would be cool just to get close and, to Dio. Which, by the way, last thing, scarf. Yeah, I know I like to go off on tangents and monologues and whatnot. Yeah. Episode 99 of Defenders of the Bank featured Philly and the Scarf interviewing who? Adama Diamant. Damn right. That's why we saved it for 99, the great 99 coming on episode 99. Uh, By the way, for $45 out in Coachella, plus fees, it says, you can get a pass. $137. (laughs) That's not uh, close. Uh, Here's the thing. I know most of you listening, most of the black and gold faithful, most of the Defenders Nation, most of the millions. And millions! Could really care less about most other teams in Major League Soccer. You're listening to this because you are part of the chorus of the black and gold, the LAFC faithful. But for 45 bucks, you get an entire day pass. It's not just to your game, not just to LAFC versus Toronto right? It's to the entire day. So why not get out to Coachella early, check out some matches, watch LAFC versus Toronto, leave when you want, stay for the whole day. It's at the polo grounds. Uh, I mean, wait a minute. I thought they (laughs) tore those down. Why not hang out in Coachella for the day, check out major league soccer. And, and look, I thought this was kind of neat for $149. So if you're going to go for more than two days, LAFC only playing two days. So I will not be there for more than two days. But for $149, you get a day pass for the whole tournament. So maybe. Wait, what? Yeah. The whole. <laughs> wait, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> like you what get, I did there. Huh? You get $149 <laughs> gives you a pass to the whole tournament. So if you want to go out for a few other days, if you've got family out in Coachella, if you want to stay the weekend. That's actually worth it. Right? $149 that, for that the I entire would pass. And, for the entire week. And yeah, and that's and that's a significant amount of time, too. If I'm not mistaken, hold on. Let me yep. pull it up. I had it on my notes. I got you right I had here. it on my notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Coachella Valley thing goes between January 29th and February 18th. That's a significant period of time and quite a few matches with two going on a and day. And look, you can see D.C. United, Charlotte FC, Vancouver Whitecaps, obviously us, St. Louis City Soccer club. That's what I'd be interested in because they're playing the Galaxy on the 8th. On the 8th, right? You got Toronto FC, obviously, out there. You got the Earthquakes. You got the Minnesota United. You have Philly's favorite team, the New Jersey Energy Drinks. You have the Portland Timbers. Hold on, hold on. There's a button for that. There is. And look, here's what I love. Here's how you know the Galaxy love us so much. (laughs) Wednesday, February 15th, right? Wednesday, February 15th. Galaxy play, Red Bulls play, Minnesota plays, Earthquakes plays, St. Louis plays, NYCFC plays, Toronto plays, Portland plays, the San Diego Loyal play. 
not LAFC, they did not want to schedule LAFC and Carson fans on the same day. So we don't play except for two days. <laughs> More so. on LAFC and, and Carson fans later on on the pod. We have some fun <laughs> stuff to talk about. Some very fun stuff to talk about. We do. So that's what's going on. We also want to wish a very happy 19th birthday. Oh, God. I think this kid is going to be great. Philly and I love watching this kid play. Happy birthday to one Nathan. That's two buttons going on at once. Like right in the middle. Technology. Nathan Ordaz, happy 19th birthday to Nathan Ordaz. Lots of good things to come from Nathan Ordaz. Philly, you wanted to make sure we mentioned a happy birthday to Nathan Ordaz. 100%. I mean, one of our our young academy signings. I mean, it's a tremendous thing to see this young man come through. And uh, a lot of our younger players that aren't going to be featuring on the main roster may somehow find their way onto LAFC2 in MLS Next Pro. And I know a lot of you have been asking, when are we going to hear information about that? We can assure you. Yeah. And we can honestly guarantee you because we've been part of a lot of these uh, conversations. We have. It's been nice. We have. And we have a lot of good stuff to report but nothing until things are solidified. So right. keep an ear out. Stay tuned. We'll post about it. We'll pot about it. LAFC 2 information to come. We'll tell you where the games are going to be held, what the story is, which podcast members of this beautiful pod fam might be involved in some capacity, shape, or form. There's plenty of news to be had. There's only two of us. There's, But there's a lot in the pod fam. I mean, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the podcast family. I get what you're saying. All right. Real quick, this day in LAFC history, if they had an LAFC 2, it's fair to say that these two players might have stuck around a little bit more. But on this date, we are recording this podcast Saturday, January 14th. It's about 1.15 in the afternoon. We're doing stuff in daylight more often, and I kind of like it. Me too. Hopefully on we can keep this trend. January 14th, 2019, the 2019 MLS Super Draft, the final two rounds concluded over a conference call, and as such, in round three, with pick number 64 of the 2019 MLS Super Draft, LAFC selects friend of the podcast from Pittsburgh University, Javi Perez. Mm, Javi. And in round four, with pick number 73, LAFC would select the player that would score a goal and be cut just minutes after from Liberty, 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 Kevin <laughs> Mendoza. With the fourth round pick. And that is this day in LAFC history. If we were recording this podcast tomorrow, we could talk about Walker Zimmerman signing a four-year TAM contract through 2022 and how I wish he would have stayed through 2022, but he didn't. And that ends this day in LAFC history. Philly. Yes, sir. We have a ton of news to talk about. But I just want to remind everybody who's not following Defenders of the Bank on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank, and that's Bank with a C, or on Twitter at Defend <laughs> For now, anyway. the Bank. <sighs> then uh, you're missing out, guys. So make sure you follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Defenders of the Bank, or Defend the Bank on Twitter. News and notes, Philly. Lots. A, a note that hits us right in the cockles that we are super happy about. Our, our hearts. You move. might have to tell the family friendly folk exactly what you mean by Look, the cockles. Silver bells and cockle shells. Uh, all I'm saying is JT and Larry Friedman are not going anywhere. No, they are not. LAFC sign JT and Larry Friedman to a multi year extension, and deservedly so. We've obviously experienced a great deal of success under the helm of these two whiz kids. Yes, that's right, whiz kids. And it's been great. <laughs> I know during the 2020 season, there were. Um, and we have receipts. There were plenty of you calling for JT's name uh, to be displayed on a mantle. 
And it's funny, a lot of those accounts that are now praising him and uh, commenting on how it's amazing how people are starting to question JT after he delivered a cup for us. You, some of you are the same boneheads that wanted his head on a silver platter. So I just want to tell you that, well, we're still aware of that. We know who you are. We're not going to embarrass you just yet, but we just might. Anyway, that is the story there. A couple of different changes that go along with that. That in the sense that Bennett Rosenthal now becomes the new lead managing director, taking over for Larry Berg in what was to be a planned move anyway. Now, for those of you who don't know who Bennett Rosenthal is, he's been a part of LAFC since October of 2014. He goes to games. We've seen Bennett Rosenthal in and around Bank of California Stadium. He's not like some of our deadbeat absentee owners. I'm talking about you, Tony Robbins. Nope, you won't be able to do a little I bit know, more gonna, on that I'm in a second. I'm going to address that in a little bit. Yeah. But yes, Larry Berg is going to step down. And Larry Berg has been instrumental in doing things. We love Larry. Uh, shout out to Zach as well, who he's, a uh, believe it, he's at Vanderbilt right now. Great place, Nashville, Tennessee. He is. Co- go Commodores. Yeah, this was a planned thing. And you want to transition to a lead managing partner who actually goes to games and knows what's going on. Larry Berg went to games. Bennett Rosenthal goes to games. And look, here's the thing. It was a planned transition. These guys, man, would it be cool to be in that room and they were talking, all right, you take the first five years, I'll take the next five years, you take these. These are guys that are committed to like 10, 15 years down the road of this club. Here's the other thing about Bennett Rosenthal. He doesn't just show up to Bank of California Stadium. I have been, Philly has been, we all have been at events put on by LAFC, whether it's events out in the community, whether it's charity events, whether it's whatever it might be. The the event that actually we got to spend some really nice time with Bennett Rosenthal at was at Tyler Miller's Beach Soccer Tournament. Oh, geez, I forgot about that. Good that, point. Bennett Rosenthal was hanging out with us the entire time, and this was back in, <laughs> what, 2019? Jeez, how, how I've washed away those memories. But that's awesome! Right? I like, have a hat from that event. This is a, actually a soccer ball This is a guy, too. Bennett Rosenthal, who literally does bleed black and gold like the rest of us, just like John Thorrington, just like Larry Freeman, just like Larry Berg. It is absolutely... Unlike Tony Robbins. And we're getting there. Hold on, you. All I have to say is Bennett Rosenthal, this is obviously very well-deserved, and this isn't somebody who's stepping out of their ivory tower to do things for the next five years or so. This is somebody whose ivory tower has been Bank of California Stadium, along Agreed. with the 3252, 22,000 of the black and gold faithful, and the millions. And millions. Of Defenders of the Bank and LAFC listeners and supporters. So Bennett Rosenthal, congratulations. I, I got to say, it felt real good for me to read this when LAFC also talked about how they bought out for, for a healthy sum. Yeah. Many, many, many owners, for uh, former owners of LAFC, the two that I think we're going to chat about the most will be Jason Sugarman. More on him in just a second. Where's the slime button? And I am, I am, I am sad, but not sad. I am, I am mournful, but not mournful. To lose one Tony Robbins out of the ownership group of Los Angeles Football Club for no other selfish reason than we will no longer get to hear the particular rant with Philly and what really <laughs> grinds his gears is the fact that Tony Robbins was the, of all of the owners, the absentee owner that Philly chose to set in his crosshairs. One Christian Philly Philemon for one last rant about 
Tony Robbins. I, I, I'll, I will address that. But like you said, these owners that got bought out uh, sold out of their equity when LAFC was worth as much as it could be possibly yep. worth. Uh, I, I, I forget the periodical that mentioned it, but... Uh, wasn't it Forbes? Or, or like, Sportico or somebody. Oh, Sportico. Sportico, Sportico. Had a great article. $900 million. Yes. Uh, no franchise is more valuable in MLS. And I'm sorry, Galaxy listeners... It is what it is, obviously, when you win. Don't be sorry. As you know, at one point, y'all were that. We are now that, too. And we'll assess y'all's uh, dismay down the road. But these guys sold out at, at a really good time. Some of the investors, uh, I will mention the last one. You got Mandalay Entertainment Vice Chairman Paul Schaefer. You yep. got former Dick Clark Productions Executive Chairman Alan Shapiro. Yep. I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen either of these two. LA Bay. I don't think you would know them if you saw them. I would. Golden State Warriors Executive, <laughs> executive whatever, Kirk Lacob. Kirk Lacob, Joe Lacob's son, and, I believe. Okay, yeah. And uh, I, I wasn't aware of this. Universal Tennis Chairman. Mark Lashley? Yep. I, I had no idea yep. that he was Bobby a part Lashley's of this. Bobby Lashley's cousin. Uh, <laughs> You're no, right, right. But uh, no, Mark, look, Universal Tennis, the the Tennis Channel and all that, all that I stuff. I had no idea about him. Yeah, he, look, came, he must have come later on. Not, look, they've been around, but they haven't been around. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, And look, that's my problem. They're, but, but here's the thing. It also takes money to grease the wheels, and these guys had a lot of money and greased a lot of wheels, so we appreciate them for that. But you know, Philly's issue is he wants to see all the owners all the time. No, no, and, Scarf. I understand people are busy. At the very least, I'd like to see it once in a while. Philly just if wants you couldn't, to hang out. That's all Philly. Philly no, I, I don't want to rub elbows with everybody all the time. But at the same point, look, here's the deal, right? Warren Buffett said it himself. You invest in the things you know about. If you're an investor, aren't you going to want to see what the heck is going on? When some of these guys... Had you. their investment put in a position where it could really skyrocket, a.k.a. the MLS Cup Final, you don't show up because of other obligation. No, you cancel that other obligation because this is maybe maybe in terms of your investment you. portfolio, not a big deal, but, but it is a big deal to some. So they all got cashed out. And there's two in particular I want to target. I'm going to give a ceremonial uh, boot upside the buttocks. Yeah. So, comments. Uh, so this, uh, first of all, the two that also, by the way, I'll say it because I'm sure Philly's going to say it too. When you talk about them, I don't talk about them. I don't feel about them the same way that I feel about all of these guys that you just mentioned that left, right? Even even some of the other guys that left even before this, right? Like uh, all, all the guys that were bought out. When you say the names Jason Sugarman and Ugh, Tony Robbins. My right? skin crawls. Right? It's like, uh, especially, obviously, in light of the stuff, I'm sure Philly's going to talk about Jason Sugarman and the stuff recently. That's kind of gross. And Tony Robbins and some stuff for a while that's been kind of gross. I'll say it because it's a scarf. Hi. Good riddance. I'm good with not having these two owners as part of our portfolio. Wow. All right. Yeah, I know. I'm normally the one that plays it closer to the vest and doesn't say stuff. But there's a way that you should feel about these two guys. And I'm glad that they're no longer part of the ownership group. All right. So... If y'all don't know who Jason Sugarman is, tell us. I, I mean, you just put in his name, you're going to find a lot of information on him. He happens but to it's be. It's our job to tell them. It's, it's, he's Peter Goober's son in law. All right. So, which first is of, weird because we love Peter Goober. Peter's cool. We've met him. He goes to things. We know he cares. Obviously, he cares about his investments. The guy's a Hollywood legend, a, a mogul. He's done a lot of tremendous things. If you don't know who Peter Goober is, yeah. Google him too. His this last name, G U B E R. This is a weird fine line for us to walk, but we're going to do it. We're no, going to do it out in the open in front of everybody. Why they, not? They, 
they bought them out and, and for a reason. And honestly, the, the updates just came out as a result of January 10th. For those of you who don't know what the SEC is, no, it's not the Southeastern Conference in college sports. I mean, it is. But what I'm referring to is the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah. On January the 10th of 2023, the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York entered a final consent judgment against former owner Jason Sugarman, ordering him to pay over $10.2 million in disgorgement, interest, and penalties as a result of a fraud scheme in which $43 million was on hand. Mm. He attempted to defraud 10 pension funds out of $43 million in connection with the issuance of a limited recourse Native American tribal bond that was issued out between 2014 and 2015. This schmuck, that's right, Mr. Sugarman, this schmuck made about $9 million in this transaction fraudulently taking money from investors and here's the deal you want to argue whatever you want to you want to say you settled out of court the fact that you pretty much settled for a little less than 11 million dollars tells me all i need to know about this but it gets even uglier scott there were people that died as a result of this heidi plank who um Google her. This is an individual who obviously had a lot of information. Her ex-husband said she was instrumental in what could have been part of the case. She happened to coincidentally go missing after witnessing her son's high school football game. It gets a little shady and a little grimy, and... I uh, I don't want to go into anything more. I don't want to speculate. Yeah. I'm not an attorney. I'm yeah. not a legal official. I'm not part of the SEC. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me in the rear any other day, but this is all public information <laughs> it is. that you can find Googling on the internet. It is. But uh, yeah, this is somebody who's tied to us. So, you know, boot to buttocks, man. Sayonara. Look, and here's the thing. Here, Here's the, the, let's just talk about it from an LAFC point of view, right? When you read the headline to an article that says missing mom Heidi Plank's case may now be an LAPD homicide probe, says a lawyer, and then you read Jason Sugarman, minority owner of Los Angeles Football Club, you just don't want your name attached to things like that. So that more than any other reason is why we're happy to see him go, because every time Jason Sugarman gets reported on, it's... Oh, he's the son-in-law of Peter Goober, and he's a minority owner of Los Angeles Football Club. We just don't want to see that kind of negativity. We don't want to see that kind of person. We don't want to see that associated with Los Angeles Football Club. So that's a bummer. And now I leave the at least next few minutes of episode 228, which, depending on how this goes, might be the last episode in the history of Defenders of the Bank, in the hands of one Christian Philly gosh, to talk about his favorite owner in the history of the club, Tony Robbins. I won't mention any fact that there were any leaked records revealing that he used his fame to berate victims of rape and violence. You won't mention I'm that? not going to mention that He's female staffers nope. have accused him of inappropriate sexual advances. He's not gonna no, I'm not going to mention any of that. I am going to be uh, awaken the giant within... I mean, I could say the same thing about your presence and attendance at Bank of California oh, Stadium. Uh, awaken the owner within. So he, um, <laughs> actually good. He was never at Bank of California. I mean, he might have been. He might have been there uh, for uh, from time. He's like to. six, seven. You would have seen him or something. Absolutely. Right? Look, his story is phenomenal. I don't want to take away from what he's accomplished. A North Hollywood kid who came from nothing and rise the ranks that a he nor- did. Wait, wait. A North Hollywood kid that came from the slums of Bel Air. Like, go on. Tell me about how hard it is to come from North Hollywood. I mean, go you on. would know better than. 
I would. I'm just a, I'm just a knucklehead from Forest Hills, Queens. Anyway, I mean, what he did in his life is tremendous. Uh, I have awakened the giant within. It's there, so I inherently have contributed to Tony Robbins's bottom line. But what really bothered me was the fact that we just never saw him at Bank of California Stadium. I mean, it doesn't really. Obviously, all the uh, you know the the lawsuits and the the accusations don't rub me the right way either. But to me. And, and I stand very firmly by this. I told Will Ferrell this in 2019 after the Portland Timber game that I appreciated his passion and the fact that he was yeah. there. He cared. 100%. He went to games. I don't like absentee owners at all. To me, it's like you you want to be a face of this. You are putting your brand out there. And for a guy like Tony Robbins, his brand is his everything. His image is everything. You know, you had 22,000 people in Bank of California Stadium and hundreds of thousands more that are part of LAFC that, hey, that's an easy audience for you to come through. All you got to do is show up every once in a while, come to the 3252 and say hi, shake hands, kiss babies, whatever. But you couldn't do that really over the course of five years. That speaks volumes as to how much you gave a crap about your investment. So congratulations on the fact that you sold out at a time where this franchise was valued at the highest in the league. Great. You made a couple more bucks. Fantastic. Enjoy taking your helicopter to Bora Bora. I hope it doesn't land in the ocean. But what I'm getting at is sayonara, boots to buttocks. See you later, GTFO. We live on. To fight another day. Yeah, I'll say this about one Tony Robbins. By the way, born Anthony J. Mahavarich in Los Angeles, California. Tony Robbins, his stage name, obviously. There is a whole section on Wikipedia, if you talk about, if you Google Tony Robbins, about the Anthony Robbins Foundation, which is intended to help the young, the homeless, the hungry, the elderly, and the imprisoned. It's an independent charity where the watchdog uh, uh, organization Charity Navigator gave the foundation four out of four stars. In 2017. In 2014, he donated the profits of his book, Money, Master the Game, along with an additional personal donation through Feeding America to provide meals to people in need. And he works with a water company called Spring Health, which provides fresh water to parts of rural eastern India to prevent waterborne diseases. He also helped raise money for Operation Underground Railroad, a nonprofit organization that works with the governments to fight against child trafficking and slavery with the assistance of former CIA, Navy SEALs, and special operations operatives. In Philly's parlance, however... Thank you. I was wondering where you were going with this. You were completely taking away from my rant. A much larger section on Instagram, or Instagram, on Wikipedia, is called Legal Issues and Controversies. And there you have it. You got a consumer redress settlement with the FTC. You have a copyright lawsuit. You have a defamation lawsuit. You mean the freaking FTC? No. (laughs) (laughs) You also have, unfortunately, in 2019, sexual harassment and abuse allegations. Look, let's back up for a minute. These owners who cashed out are brilliant. Yep. Because they bought into an investment that was worth what they saw a lot less than what it could be at the time, which is why these guys invest in these type of things. And a lot of these owners and a lot of owners around major league soccer, a lot of owners around many, 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 many other organizations invest because it is just to them a good investment. And they were absolutely right. As much as we dislike the character and the people that Tony Robbins and Jason Sugarman embody, as much as we feel badly about these owners who invest and don't show up, at the end of the day, they're called investors for a reason. They invest to make money. And as one Christian Philly Philemon will tell you, who works in the world of finance for a living, if he could have done the same thing, bought into an investment in 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, whatever it might have been, 
and cashed out at the height of 2022 after we win MLS Cup and have so many other things going on for us. Philly would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. Anybody would have done the same thing. What we want to see more than anything else, though, are investors who care about our club. Yep. And that's what really grinds Philly's gears yep. when it comes to all this stuff. So that being said. Well, one last thing. You're, last you're, thing. you're a math teacher. I am. You mentioned the fact that I'm in finance. You um, are. All the positives that you had mentioned about TR, right? Oh, from, from, from a math anymore. Go on. From yes. a mathematical perspective, right? Yes. Um, what's a positive and a negative? Uh, what, are you, what? A positive and a negative is a... Uh, uh, I don't. What are you going? It's a negative. Oh, it's a negative. Okay, a positive times a negative. Yeah, a positive times a negative is a is a negative. Okay, so yes. regardless of all the good stuff, it's if you're going to sexually harass people. Sure, and, no. Whoa, and, use your, whoa. and use your family. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Hold on. All your accomplishments are if, are, are bubskins. If if, if what's bub-kiss? bubskins? Bubkiss. Bubkiss. There you go. Bubskins. <laughs> bubskins. By the way, bubskins <laughs> is right, playing right. the Troubadour <laughs> tomorrow night. If you guys want to go see bubskins, and this is how words get created <laughs> in the dictionary. <laughs> Hashtag pubskins. All right. Uh, look, if anybody thought that my last words condoned anything that Tony Robbins or Jason Sugarman did, uh, no, 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 no. Thank no. you. All right. Uh, so again, a big congratulations. This all started with us congratulating John Thorrington and Larry Friedman. Larry, yeah. we love you. Too long of a segment. Sorry, but uh, yes, we love Larry. We love JT. We're just sad that Tyler Miller is now signed for the next season. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Gareth Bale retired. What? Gareth Bale is 33 years old, Philly. God, I wish I could have retired what? at 33. I mean, look, we don't look like Gareth Bale. We don't play football like Gareth Bale. <laughs> what do you mean? We have a lot of things that aren't in common with Gareth Bale. But, man, Gareth Bale retiring at the age of 33. Look, about the only news that was as surprising to us as us signing Gareth Bale was us waking up and seeing that Gareth Bale had retired at age 33. Appearing in 14 matches for LAFC in 2022. He made two starts. Bale actually never played more than 62 minutes in any match for LAFC. He did score three times in his limited minutes, including one of the most significant goals in not just club history, but in major league soccer history. His 128th minute dunk on six foot six inch Jack Elliott, who up until that moment had whooped our candy ass to send LAFC to penalty kicks and our first MLS Cup win. Jack Elliott, if not for that goal, would have been MLS Cup MVP. 100%. Philadelphia Union, if not for that goal, they would have talked about, is this the start of a dynasty? Supporter Shield winners a season before. MLS Cup winners and Eastern Conference champions this last year. Jim Curtin, an amazing coach. And everybody would have been talking about, hey, is Philadelphia Union like the Tampa Bay Rays, but they actually win stuff? Like they get so much out of their players. They're not paying a whole ton. Look at these guys that they have. Look, Gareth Bale said, no, it doesn't matter what your name is. Six foot, six inch Jack Elliott. You just made the list. Yeah. Gareth Bale, the 128th minute goal to me the most significant goal in LAFC history. I know people want to talk about, oh, but what about Elias Sanchez's penalty kick goal? Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't count, quote unquote, towards the goal total, right? So I have Gareth Bale's goal. I don't know how you feel, Philly, but I have Gareth Bale's goal in the 128th minute as the most significant goal in club 
history. Bale, obviously a legend in Wales, capping more times, 111, and scoring more goals, 41, than any other player in Welsh history. Captaining the Welsh side at the 2022 World Cup, ending a 64-year appearance drought for Wales at the World Cup, and scoring what LAFC fans and and MLS fans around the nation deemed an un-American tweet by LAFC when we tweeted out, congrats to Gareth Bale for scoring against the U.S. men's national team. He scored Wales' only goal of the past 64 years in the World Cup. The 1-1 tire. The one that drew us even. The leveler against the United States. On the cup side, obvi- on the club side, excuse me, Bale will obviously go down as one of the greatest players of this generation. In a career spanning three decades, Gareth Bale spent time with Southampton in the English Championship before spending the majority of his career with both Tottenham, RIP, to our good friend Richard Roscoe, <laughs> and Real Madrid. He, he didn't die. Just he didn't that. die. He just loves Tottenham. He was a five-time Champions League winner, a three-time winner of the Club World Cup with Real Madrid. Four. A three. Four. Four. Four club. Three-time La Liga. Three-time... I gotta look that back up. It was on LAFC's post. Three-time winner of the UEFA Super Cup. Three-time La Liga winner. A Copa del Rey winner. And of course, part of the 2022 Supporters Shield winning. An MLS Cup champion of the league. (laughs) Los Angeles Football Club. A player that will go down in history as winning a whole crap ton of trophies, mainly because of his time with Real Madrid. Definitely not because of his time with Tottenham. Mm, Nope. Sorry, Rich. A lot of dust in that trophy cabinet. <laughs> Philly individually. Gareth Bale, the golden ball for the 2018 FIFA Club World Cup. A two-time member of the UEFA Team of the Year. The Premier League Player of the Year for 2012-2013. A six-time Welsh Footballer of the Year. And in 2022, he was named a member of the Order of the British Empire by Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> no kidding. The last honor she granted before her death. The last one, really? The last honor. All right, that's, honors... that's the teacher in Scarf. I had no idea. That's good info. He was an OBE, a member of the Order of the British Empire. <laughs> that's so much better than an OG. Right? There were rumors of a DP stipulation in Bale's contract, which could have meant that upon returning to LAFC in 2023, he would have taken up a DP spot. So kind of a whew from, from LAFC supporters. But Philly, Gareth Bale retiring. What an incredible career. And by the way, the most important goal, in my opinion, where do you, how do you feel about that goal? Where does it rank in LAFC annals? Um, I kind of put him on the spot with that one. So, all right. I have to think about this. And a lot of yeah. you are probably going to think, oh, well, hands down, it's the most important goal. Sure. Yes, it, it, it is there. Sure. It, it certainly is there. But I don't think, okay, it's, I'm going to give two goals out there that I'm going to say are slightly more important, slightly more important. Two goals. Now, here's the deal. None of this matters. None of us all come to the table. (laughs) A lot of this doesn't happen had it not been for the first goal scored against the Sounders. Correct. Diego Rossi, the 11th minute in Seattle, the very first goal in franchise history. Correct. I will rank that as one of the most important goals, if not the most important goals in franchise history. Sure. Because it certainly I get put it. us on the map. In a lot of senses, with the exception of the Atlanta Uniteds, you get a franchise that just starts out in a league, and more, nine out of ten times, they're not going to be successful. Correct. We were watching that game. You were there. I was there. 
not knowing exactly what to expect. Absolutely. LAFC scoring first and winning that game was a very big statement match, in my opinion. So I will put that up there above the Gareth goal game, along with one more. And I do want to say something. Walking out of that stadium, walking out of Seattle after we won that game, Seattle fans were like, Wait, what the hell just happened? Exactly. Right? Like, these guys are supposed to be garbage, and we just... Uh, yeah. They, they weren't upset. They were just like... <laughs> it was their version of, wait, what? Yeah. Like, they didn't know what was going on. So, agree. Go on. I, I agree. And so, in the grand context of things, you don't have the Gareth Bale and the supporters and all of that without that Diego Rossi goal. Because as Scarf alluded to, it was a... It was a goal that pretty much put us on the map. I firmly believe that was important. And then the second goal that I feel is important, and it's coming from a polarizing figure because he obviously left in a really unceremonious way. I will say for all of us that were there that fateful evening in April of 2018, Laurent Simon's goal once again against the Seattle Sounders, the very first win that we all got to see in Los Angeles also undoubtedly important because that's what put us on the map here in LA amongst this fan base. Now, obviously, LAFC has grown exponentially since then. There were supporters, there were roots that were planted way before 2018 started. But had it not been for Diego Rossi's goal to where all of a sudden there are people out there on the fringes going, oh my God, they just beat the Sounders. That's a big deal. And had it not been for Laurent Simon's goal in which we were all privied to a Hollywood style ending I don't think we get to the Gareth Bale goal as quickly as we do we won a league cup two supporter shields in that time period and I love that I will put Gareth Bale's goal as number three but I'm gonna say before that none of it matters prior to Diego Rossi scoring the first goal in franchise history it doesn't matter as much as Laurent Simon putting LAFC's first victory at Bank of California Stadium in the way that it did because for some of you I mean I was there a lot of y'all would have been there a lot of the millions and millions might have been there anyway but there's certainly plenty of you that came afterwards that helped build onto this LAFC legacy which helped us build this unbelievable franchise that we have so I love that Gareth Bale goal. It was certainly worth all the money in the world that we paid him. Yeah. But I'm going to rank it number three. Controversial, polarizing, but that's my personal opinion. Yeah, look, uh, the only other thing that I think uh, maybe might be up there with Gareth Bale, because I disagree with Philly. I would put those two behind. Uh, the Gareth Bale goal is the uh, the goal in the 80th minute on October 24, 2019 by number 99, Adama Diamande. The goal in the 80th minute, LAFC was already up 4-3 to three at Bank of California Stadium. But a guy by the name of Rolf Felcher. <laughs> God, I remember him. Felcher, barely even knew her. Felcher. <laughs> Felcher. Family friendly, bro. Makes it 4-3 to three for Carson. They're, they're now down 4-3 to three in the 77th minute. And what we all thought at Bank of California Stadium, and none of you want to admit it, but you all thought it is... Crap. Here comes Carson one more time. We were up 4-2 after Adama Diamande's goal in the 68th minute. By the way, after a, a brace from Carlos Vela and a goal from Diego Rossi. You want to talk about the superstars showing out. But we all thought after the 68th minute in 2019, October 24th, at Bank of California Stadium, a playoff match against Carson 
the first time we had played them in the playoffs. We thought that Rolf Felcher's goal in the 77th minute was a harbinger of things to come. Maybe, just maybe, Zlatan, who had scored just 22 minutes before Felcher. <laughs> we might have thought maybe Zlatan finds a way. Maybe the disgraced Christian Pavon finds a way who had scored in the 41st minute. But no, in the 80th minute, in the Philly minute of the playoff game, Adama Diamande called game. He put LAFC now up 5-3 and the feeling, Philly, you and I were there. The feeling at Bank of California Stadium on that date, October 24, 2019. It didn't have a roof. It wouldn't have had one if it did. To me, that's the only goal that I would put up there anywhere near Gareth Bale's 128th minute dunk on Jack Elliott. So that being said, congratulations to Gareth Bale. I want to put it on record, Philly, and say this. Yes. He is only 33. Huh. Yeah. I would be shocked if Ryan Reynolds and AFC Wrexham, Rob McElhaney, doesn't make an offer for Gareth Bale to just, hey. That's all right. In, in your own country of Wales, you want to just hang out and play football? Why not? AFC Wrexham, give it a shot. Kick the can. See what, or kick the tire. Now, kick the can down the road means to, like, you know, make it go farther. No, <laughs> kick the tires on one Garrett Bale. <laughs> but does it kick the tires mean the same thing? <laughs> no, kick the tires means, like, let's check it out. See if there's a chance. Let's sure. kick, kick the tires and light the fires, says, uh, was that Will Smith? Or who is that in Independence Day? I don't know. Love that movie. Bill Pullman's monologue in Independence Day. Fantastic. Oh, Will Smith, how the mighty have fallen. <sighs> so... I'd be shocked if AFC Rexman Rexman doesn't Rexman? Least, Rexman AFC Rexman AFC Rexman doesn't at least give it a chance for Gareth Bale Philly. Uh, our midfield consists of four players right now at LAFC, and part of that is because Sao Paulo FC has taken one Seba Mendes. Seba Mendes, and, and this is kind of surprising. It is. He, he had a very promising showing in the World Cup. He, he looked very good. He played two games, all 180 minutes. He didn't play the third game. He looked really solid. and, and Very the, good. And the rumors were true. You would only have to follow him on Instagram to know yep. that once he was on a plane yeah. to Sao Paulo, which, well, you know, this is we, great we investigative journalism. We talked about it journalism. on our last episode. Right? Great yeah. investigative journalism. We were like, okay, something's going to happen. He, uh, he ends up signing in the Brazilian First League. Yeah. Um, one start, 12 apps. Uh, he, he didn't exactly have a great run of form at LAFC. He didn't. His start right. wasn't did great. No. But obviously his form in the World Cup led us to believe that he's going to be solid coming back. He thought otherwise. He thought it would be much better to go from uh, MLS to, yep. to Brazil. And understandably so. But at the end of the day, for LAFC, it sort of made sense because had he come back had he come back to play another year, I think we would have been on the hook for almost another quarter of a million You're in allocation right. no, money. More to, than that. More than that. Yeah, to Orlando. So we, we got that off the books, but it, it goes back to your point. It still leaves us very thin in the midfield. So if we're going to try to put up a championship club yeah. that's going to compete in so many leagues, the story has yet to unveil itself, obviously. But I really would have thought Seba Mendes would have been an integral part of our midfield going forward. Look, here's the issue, right? Philly, I know you don't have any familiarity with this as a Knicks fan. 
But what happens... Oh, all right, all right. Them's uh, fighting words. <laughs> what happens is when a team wins a championship, what we are experiencing right now with LAFC, all of a sudden your players become a little more valuable, right? Well, that's, that's, they, that's a no-brainer. They have championship experience. They have that winning aura about them. Sebastian Ibiaga, off to different pastures. Latif Blessing, off to different pastures. Now Seba Mendes, off to different pastures. Honestly, like if you're Seba Mendes and you have the World Cup that you just had where people are talking about Seba Mendes, people are like, oh, Sebastian Mendes, this guy is pretty good. And you look and you have Kellen Acosta, Ilya Sanchez, and Jose Cifuentes. And you look at the current state of your ability to start at LAFC and you think, oh, doesn't look like I'm going to get starters minutes. Now, if an injury happens, obviously Seb is the first one we plug in because the only other midfielder on our roster, and sometimes he's listed as a defender, sometimes he's listed as a midfielder, would be Eric Duenas. Eric Duenas is 18 years old, and the last time he capped with us was as a 15-year-old in 2020. He has not appeared for the big club since. He's played for Las Vegas Lights 17 times in two seasons. More on players who haven't appeared for clubs very often when we talk about our new keeper. <laughs> the Facts. only other midfielder that we have is Eric Duenas. So with Seba Mendez gone, the only three midfielders on our roster, other than Duenas, are Jose Cifuentes, Kellen Acosta, and Ilya Sanchez. We know that unfortunately Seba Mendez, A, did not play in the MLS Cup final and wasn't super stoked about that. Did not play for us much in the regular season, as Philly mentioned, 12 caps, but only one start. But his market value, and I'm not talking about transfer market, I'm talking about actual market, his market value, as Philly mentioned, was so high coming off of an incredible performance in the World Cup for Colombia. Colombia? Yeah, Colombia. Who? Seven Mendez? Ecuador. Sorry, Ecuador. Jesus. I apologize. I have another glass of drink. A glass of drink? <laughs> a glass of drink. <laughs> I was uh, referring to what you were drinking. Ecuador. Dr. C Pepper's a mother. Cifuentes, Palacios, and Seba Mendez. <sighs> it's a bummer because this is a player that if we didn't win MLS Cup, I think maybe we can keep him. Although, again, I think this is a weird confluence of circumstances where MLS Cup and World Cup came together. So we lose Seba Mendez, but we Philly need a midfielder. But as you mentioned, as was reported by several outlets, including Alicia Rodriguez and Alicia, we want you on the pod. And we, we love your work, we by the way. We absolutely do. We are going to, it's our fault, not yours, that you have not been on the podcast. Alicia Rodriguez over at Angels on Parade. The move actually saves LAFC a significant amount of allocation money. Over the next two seasons, had he played for us, just played for us in 2023, we were on the hook for $225,000 in each of the next two seasons, 2023 and 2024. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, so my, my, my figures were correct, but not you entirely. Were, but, it, but it also would have grandfathered in, I believe, 2024. Gotcha. So $450,000 in allocation money plus about $500,000 in salary. Really, we're kind of saving almost a million dollars total. That's huge. It's it is, but man, isn't it weird that we're talking about saving a million dollars in MLS so that we can go do other stuff with it? And we have three midfielders and Eric Duenas. So again, the story has that? yet to unveil itself. Uh, surprising that he ended up going, but 
That I mean, he's he's a second LAFC player that's gone off to Brazil. And and Philly, you and I have talked about it. And all the rumors are out there that Jose Cifuentes has gotten significant offers from several entities in Europe. And obviously Brazil, not in Europe. That's where Seba Mendes. <laughs> a moment with Scarf. Yeah, Brazil I'm is glad not you're more than just a math teacher. <laughs> Brazil is not in Europe. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> that's a great name for an album. <laughs> Brazil is not in Europe. It's if Sifu goes, Philly, you you uh you and I might be up next at midfield. I mean, I'm counting on the fact that Sifu's going. Oh, thank uh, God. I thought you were gonna say I'm counting on the fact that we're up next at midfield. No, we have absolutely zero talent in the grand scheme of 100%. anything. hundred percent. We are not good on the pitch. We are not good electronically on the pitch, although you have obviously proven that you're better than me in that <laughs> in that facet, you jerk. It was my first time I had played on a PlayStation 5. Too. Oh, what whatever. It's not the first time you played FIFA, obviously. True. Very true. So I mean it's 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 a surprising <laughs> it's not surprising. Again, the story has yet to develop. But we're starting a lot earlier than normally we would. Yes. February, late February, as opposed to like going through in March or yes. April. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. And there's a lot of things that have been swirling around in the rumor mill. Now, yeah. I don't know what your notes have indicated, Scarf, oh, because Lord knows I don't look at the Google Docs. I sort of fly off the top of my head. <laughs> what? But what? No, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting information swimming around in my head. Um, <laughs> but organization is certainly not Some one of, of the things. Some of it has to do with LAFC. <laughs> yes. But organization is not one of my things. Are we going to swirl around some of the rumors Look, in regards to some I, of our other players, or are we going to go elsewhere? No, there's one other player I want to talk about. Okay. As a Laker fan, I'm very excited. We signed Eldon Campbell. Yes. No, not that number 41. A guy who's almost 41 years of age. <laughs> I mean, he's already become a, a talk, club talk legend. Talk to us about the new keeper. Has right. he, wait, a club legend for our club? I'll tell you why. Wait in a fact, minute. No, no, I'm not going to tell you why. I get why he's on his Bale. I get why Adama Diabonte. Hold on. Wait a minute. Why has Eldon Yakupovich, our new keeper, become a club legend? I'm going to play a quick clip. Hopefully this comes out as to something he said at his press conference Thank earlier this LAFC week. Thank you, PR. Hang on. And now I'm here for a year, live here, play here in, uh, uh, in the bigger club here uh, in L.A. I am the one, the one, yes, I don't need the guns to get respect upon the street. All right, big the, shout the out to our buddy LAFC Highlights for posting that. The minute he said the bigger LA club, I all of a sudden he became very endearing to me. He clearly made a lot of enemies down the 110, but for what we're going to talk about later, it's not going to matter because those enemies aren't apparently going to go to games anymore. But we'll talk about that a little later on. But Eldon Yagopovich, a 38-year-old keeper who comes to us by way of Everton, uh, he was pretty sort much of, sort of sort of. I mean, he was pretty much one of the choices as a result of <laughs> Jordan Pickford and Andy uh, Lonergan being injured. So he made his way onto Everton that way. He he played the last couple of years with Leicester City. No, he was on Leicester City. I mean, he's not going to start over Casper <laughs> Schmeichel, but right. he ended up playing twelve games there. He really got a lot more run playing at Hull City, thirty three games, and a little more run playing for Grasshoppers. That's right. That is a team in Zurich, Switzerland. If you have <laughs> been a Zurich, I highly recommend going. Beautiful it's a beautiful city. city. He's 70 caps there, but he's been a Premier League this, keeper. Wait, wait. My, your version of one of the nicest people I ever met is when you talk about cities that you've been to. It's a beautiful city. Like, I love okay, that that's, okay. that's Philly's version of when I talk about somebody. Oh, dude, this is one of the nicest people I ever met. Because most of you are, by the way. Thank you. When Philly talks about cities in Europe, which, by the way, I haven't been to any of these. I've never been to Europe. 
So when I live vicariously through Philly's former travels all throughout Europe. And and coming up, I'm, I'm oh, doing some stuff. 100%. No, no, no. But I'm saying. I'm like, sticking you, you in my suitcase. You, I'm ready. When Philly talks about these cities. Beautiful city. Beautiful city. That's Philly's nicest person ever. <laughs> no, that, that's fun. I mean, that's what you should do. I'm, I point things out that I, I hear from you. You should do the same. I never realized that. That's kind of cool. It but happens. yeah, 70 caps with grasshoppers. It's almost a cool name like FC Santa Claus. That's a real team out oh of Finland. Oh my God, it is. Remember, that, we, remember we talked about all those teams in Ghana too? They had all those great names like FC, what was it? Like fried chicken or FC chicken something. Or, I'll, I'll look it up. Don't I don't worry. about fried chicken. I, no, there's a, there was an FC. Oh man, I'd love some Popeyes right now. FC Oh, what is all right, I'll, I'll find it. All right, all right, fair enough. Well, while I'm talking about Elden... FC Chicken Inn, FC Chicken, Chicken Inn. Inn, that's what it was. FC Chicken Inn was a Zimbabwean football club uh, out of Bulawayo, Zimbabwe. Interesting. They're in the top <laughs> division of Zimbabwean football. Back to Eldon. <laughs> Back to Eldon Campbell. Eldon Jakobos. Not Eldon. Okay, so yeah, I mean, he's pretty much been in the Premier League in some capacity, whether it be sitting on the bench or really, He's or playing. been as much of in the Premier yeah, League right, as fine. that guy who has a statue because he died in one of the Premier League stadiums. Fine, fair enough. But I mean, he made his way there in 2013-2014, and unbeknownst to him and unfortunate, he had to serve as backup to some... Sure. Excuse me, some pretty darn good keepers. Casper Speichel, obviously a really good keeper. His father was a rock star at Manchester United. Right. And then Jordan Pickford, while Everton not a great team, Jordan Pickford is the national team keeper for England. He last played more than 20 games at Hull City during the 2016-2017 season where he played 22 matches. But let's not get things all crazy-like. Now, he's being brought in as a result of Maxime Crepeau being... Hurt. Maxime's doing Correct. his thing to get back into the lineup, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Yeah, so he's John McCarthy's backup, essentially. Well, I would say that has yet to develop because it's going to be anybody's Ooh, game. Philly, hot take with Philly. John I McCarthy. I love J-Mac. Philly just said John McCarthy shouldn't start. I heard no, it. Did you I, guys hear I it? said it's going to be a competitive <laughs> endeavor. One way or another, both of these keepers are going to learn a great deal from each other because Eldon had wanted to come to MLS for quite some time. He, he mentioned that during his press conference. Right. He married a girl from Tennessee. You're the only 10 I see. Oh, flattery will get you everywhere, my friend. But Love he married it. a girl from Tennessee. He's been wanting to come in the MLS. He has no experience in this league. Come to and, the MLS. And, yeah, 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 that. And he's obviously going to get his uh, indoctrine. Um, he's going to be indoctrinated and get his information from John McCarthy. The word you were looking for was indoctrination. Thank you. What was the other word I made up? Bumpskins? Bumpskins. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Hashtag bumpskins. No, Webster uh, hates so, me. So Him Philly, and Jason Sugarman hate me. 30... <laughs> Possibly. If I disappear, by the way, because obviously he's oh, capable whoa. of doing things. We just, went there. Just, just saying. A uh, 38-year-old Swiss national born in Kozarak of the former Yugoslavia. Uh, I can say that because he's 38. He's barely younger yeah, than he was the scarf. Around, he was around when Yugoslavia was a thing. Right. He's barely younger than the scarf. Like you said, his last real run was with Hull City. Philly, have we ever brought in a player from Hull City that did great things for LAFC? Yeah, he's on Toronto right now, and his name's Adama Diamande. That's right. So you know what? Here's what I'm saying. I'll go with the uh, the Dumb and Dumber reference. So you're saying there's a chance. I would say there's a chance. Um, it's going to be interesting. Once Maxime comes back and is fully healthy, yeah. it'll be interesting there's to no see, see where Eldon Comes in, I, I mean, he, he can't go to MLS Next Pro. Um, <laughs> He's 38. He'd be, he could take the kids out for a beverage. I don't know. Like what? Look, here's the thing. What we know is this is a, is a depth piece, right? Like yes. We, what we believe 
is that John McCarthy will be, or what I believe, I don't know how Philly feels about this, because Philly just said John McCarthy should I start. love J-Mac. To I, me, I he him. should be. He's a starter him. unless proven otherwise. I, I heard But we him. haven't seen Eldon you, consistently you in, you in over five years. You invited him to ISIS's barbershop. You invited him to get to her salon to get his hair cut. And then you say he shouldn't start. I, I, I never even, said he shouldn't start. I don't even know who you are start. anymore. This is fun. I love James. Pushing, <laughs> you're just pushing you're, you're a jerk. This is great. You know what really <laughs> grinds my gears right now? <laughs> that, that's something I can pontificate right? on now that we've rest in peace to Tony Robbins. Uh, he's not dead, but Philly wouldn't On mind. our podcast he is All after right. today. So one of the other things that we love is another another person who we we've been talking about this, Philly. You and I have been hoping for this to be the case. And finally... Apple TV reported the the incredible news that of all of the on-air talent that will be kicking off launching Apple TV's MLS coverage, one of them will be, do we say, is he the former voice of the black and gold? Is he just the no, voice? No, of, he's the voice. Of I, the, he's, he's, he's our voice. It, right? Like, he is the voice. Of, I don't know how to put this. But, man, are we freaking excited that Max Bredos is going to be part of Apple TV's MLS coverage. May I be so bold as to say, yeah, I love that. I mean, Max deservingly <laughs> has that position, and he's going to share that mantle with a couple other guys. He's going to be on part of an amazing team with Maurice Adu. He's got he got Taylor Twelman on there. Uh, Jillian Sakovitz is going to be on there, a, a co-host of MLS Extra Time. You've got a lot of really talented people that are on there. There's been some key omissions, and I know Joe Tatino over in the Galaxy is not going to be there, and a lot of people are saying this guy is a legend. He should be there. He, he well, is kind of, we don't say very many nice things about He's Carson, a great broadcaster. But he is but, a legend in the Major League Soccer. But... I would never put Joe Titino over the likes of a JP Della Camera no, for or sure. a Shep Messing, and neither of those two are going to be there. Shep Messing actually said he was done when it came at the end of the season with the New York Red Bull. Right. But, but JP Della Camera was still doing work with the Union, and he was still calling games in the World Cup. And so that, to me, and- is a surprise that Della Camera, who... I love you, Max, but the real soccer OG in terms of broadcasting sure, in the United States sure. is JP Della Camera. But, but that's man, a surprise. We, wait, man, are we excited for Max? Also, I love Max. Former LAFC Bradley Wright Phillips. Ah, yeah. Going to be yeah. part of it as well. And, and a really cool uh, smorgasbord, if you will, of other former MLS players, Marcelo Balboa, who we met. Mr. Which, Colorado way, Rapids. Marcelo Balboa is a giant ass dude. Like, that's a big guy. His Marcelo ponytail's big bigger guy. than us. Uh, Marcelo Balboa, Sasha Kleschen, the recently retired. Porn stash. Right? He's, he's going to be there. Uh, how about Diego Valeri, a player that we love to hate? Spanish analyst. I think that's Portland, what his role is, right? right? Yeah. Uh, friend of the podcast and super nice guy, Maurice Adu, will still be connected with Apple TV. Sebastian Latou, formerly of Philadelphia. Taylor Twelman, because duh, right? You got to have Taylor. In I there. like Taylor. I know you don't. I like Taylor. I've developed no, a liking for out. Taylor. I don't not like Taylor Twelman. I just like Stu Holden more. That's all I've said. Stu However, Holden is the boring <laughs> twin brother yeah. of Taylor Twelman. By the way, I he's said, the one that kind of like the movie Twins. If we're talking about the Schwarzenegger DeVito movie, whoa. I am going to say Taylor Twelman whoa. is Schwarzenegger. Whoa. Danny DeVito is Stu Holden. That is hurtful, Stu Holden. I got your back, brother. Uh, Philly knows MMA, though, so I'm screwed. But either way, uh, I do want to say one other thing, too. What I am excited about is the fact that Apple TV is bringing in a lot of great people, but they have left a giant void for a lot of local content. 
And I think that between 110 Football, Defenders of the Bank, <laughs> all kinds of the other great content producers of LAFC, you guys. You're going to see more of us. Let's storm the castles. Are You're you going to see more of us. This, Viva la resistance. This is <laughs> Viva la resistance. I like that. Uh, this is an opening. It's an opportunity for us to really make it happen. Uh, so for all of you local content creators out there, when you're like, oh, Apple TV is taking over. Oh, the big corporation. Oh, it's going to be. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. What Philly has taught me more than almost anything else Shut of my friendship with Philly. Door. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to cross <laughs> my legs, fill my glass up. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to know what you're about to say. Opportunity is what you make of it. Yes. And what I know about Philly is that sometimes he might not look before he leaps, but he leaps when there's an opportunity. An opportunity is absolutely what you make of it. And let me tell you, my friends, Defenders of the Bank is going to try hard as hell to be a large portion of whatever local content that Apple TV wants to consume, along with our good friends at 110 Football. We absolutely love Vince and Connor and Chris and everybody involved behind the scenes in front of the scenes with 110 Football. But between 110 Football, Defenders of the Bank, and hopefully so many of you out there that are listening to this, we want to put up the bat signal. And we want to create some of the best content out there for LAFC. Local content. Content that matters to the millions. And millions. Yep. Of LAFC supporters, listeners, the black and gold faithful. So this is our opening, everybody. This is our opening. And again, congrats to friend of the Angel City Chicks podcast, Jillian Sakovitz, for being a large part of what they're going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. And and I just want to mention, if you're not following Angel City Chicks on Instagram, Facebook, and everything else that they do, a lot of cool stuff coming up from the Angel City Chicks. <laughs> yeah, they're knocking on the door because they need to use the studio. Including Alyssa Thompson, number one pick in the NWSL Super Draft. But that being said, Philly, let's move on. Yep. We have a ton of stuff we want to talk about. You, you still do? You Yeah, well, I mean, How many few. hours are we in? This we have only recorded so far 100, or excuse me, one hour and 12 minutes of content. Good Lord. We need to get this at least under an hour and a half. Now, we're doing great. Talk about the Eddie Segura injury update, because you had mentioned it was talked about on the press conference that was held last week. An, a little bit of an injury update on Eddie Segura. So Eddie Segura is a free agent as of right now. He, I don't love that. No, I don't love that either. He, he's And as per an article that was written by our good friend Alicia Rodriguez on Angels on Parade. Alicia, on, get on the pod. Let's yeah, go. On January the 10th. Um, that, was, that was four days ago. Eddie Segura, he got injured during that Galaxy game in the playoffs with, with LASC. So yep. that's why we did not see him. Yep. But during the press conference, JT was rather optimistic. And in these words, and I quote, so Eddie is going to be injured long term, but that does not affect our commitment to Eddie. And for that reason, we are in positive talks to make sure Eddie remains a part of LAFC, unquote, Thorrington said. So there is that possibility that we are going to sign him. Um, but he's obviously going to be injured and he's not going to be a big part of our team for the first quarter at the very least of this season. Right. Free agent, but I can't imagine he really would have an opportunity to go anywhere yet. And if JT makes uh, comes through on wanting to treat players in the best possible way, 
signing Eddie Segura would be one of those steps. You are a thousand percent correct with that last statement. First of all, if you're not following Drunken JT on Twitter, it's pretty great. That's a funny account. It's my it, it's my favorite account after Bone Storm in terms of comedic and wonderful, insightful content. Bone Storm, we love you, brother. Uh, congrats on the new sticker, by the way. Uh, we're gonna come. Uh, so Philly, real quick. Bone Storm says if you chug a beer with Bone Storm on tailgate, you get a new sticker. I have a feeling you and I are going to need a sticker soon. Done. All right. So, <laughs> Eddie Segura, you need to re-sign with LAFC just so LAFC and their good team of doctors and rehab specialists and everybody else can get you rehabbing as soon as possible so we can get you back out there on the back line. I, I, I think it'd be safe to say, Philly, that one of our favorite members of the Black and Gold is Eddie Segura, a friend of the pod. and a Been really on the pod. Dude. Here, here's the other thing about Eddie Segura, and I'll, I'll put this out there, and Eddie, if you don't like me putting it out there, don't care. I'm doing it. Eddie Segura let me watch his child completely unsolicited. Like it was, He had to run back into Bank California Stadium for something, and he saw Nina and I out there after a match, and he's like, dude, I got to run back into the stadium real quick. Can you just watch my dude for a little minute? And I wa- he didn't actually say it like that because nobody says like that. I was going to say, when did he become a surfer? Right. Sorry. That's me. I'm born and raised here in LA. Deal with it. But I, I hung out with his son, and we just, it was literally six minutes, if not five or four. But he just, he looked at me, and he was like, hey, would you mind just watching Miho for just a minute? And I did, and we hung out. And he was playing around the light post there right in front of LAFC HQ. We were just hanging out for a minute. I will always love Eddie Segura. Eddie, who blistered my hand. Yep, I want I'm glad you're referencing that. When we were at Toyota Arena, which by the way, home of the Empire Strikers, no longer the Ontario Fury. I got to stand in goal on purpose. I volunteered as Edward Atuesta and Eddie Segura blistered shots at the scarf. Philly, real quick, how many goals did Scarf let up in about five or six minutes? Of Eddie Segura and Edward Atuesta blistering. You saw it. They were not holding back. Timeout. They were totally holding back until the last shot, and that's why they got out of there. But Philly, how many goals did I let up? I am proud to say that my buddy in pod here has a goals against average of 0.0 at Toyota (sighs) Arena. I just love hearing that out loud. And then, by the way, Edward Atuesta, he he looked. He's like, should I let one go? And I was like, yeah, give me one. Thank God the goal is way <laughs> smaller in, in uh, MASL. Eddie's, or, uh, Edward Atuesta, he, he shot a ball so hard from about, I don't know, 10 yards, maybe eight. It hit the plexiglass behind me, and I, I tried to get a hand on it. And I would have gotten a hand on it, but the problem was it would have taken my hand <laughs> off and gone into the goal had Thanks. I touched it. I was like, all right, I'm good. We're good. Thank you. But I saved a shot from Eddie Segura, and I saved a shot that sent a shockwave through my wrist, hand, elbow so hard that I didn't want to let anybody know that there was a small tear running down my left eye, but there was because I'm, I'm kind of a weenie when it comes to that stuff. But I another can we please stop it? <laughs> can we please bring back Eddie Segura? Now, Philly, I would love for you to touch on the Chicho Arango rumors. So our good buddy, Tom Bogert, who will be a guest on this pod, hopefully that first week of February, he, uh, we spoke, but he's at the Philadelphia coaching convention, which is something I wanted to be at. And before Scarf walks out of the room to use the restroom, what I wanted to let him know is the coaching, yeah, the coaching convention next year, get this, it's going to be in Anaheim. Right, let's go. 
And we are going. So yeah, I know I'm a jerk. I'm preventing him from utilizing the facilities. It's the reaction on his face. I wish I wish in some cases we were videotaped because it was <laughs> it was so worth it. But anyway, news came out, and there's been plenty of rumors, obviously, as a result of Chicho Arango being uh, looked at. Now, real quick, going back in time, Chicho came to us by way of Millonarios from the Colombian First Division, in which he was the leading scorer. We brought him in for about two point five million dollars. So I want to make sure that you are well aware of that. So as Per Tom Bogert, he reports the fact that uh, LAFC rejected a bid from Saudi club Al-Ali for him. They wanted to uh, get him in for $3 million. LAFC was asking for more than 6.5, and as a result of that, that was rejected. We'll see if that club comes back with another bid, but Chicho, and rightfully so, wants a new contract. At 27 years of age, he's had 30 goal, he's had 30 goals and seven assists in a little over 3,700 minutes with LAFC. He's been a, one of the most prolific scorers in Major League Soccer since he donned our roster in August of 2021. If you look at his conversion rate in the amount of games that he's played uh, and the amount of games that he scored in. He actually has a better ratio than that of Latin, this past season's golden boot leader, Hani Mukhtar. You could easily put Chicho Arango in there as one of the top goal scorers in this league, along with Tati Castellanos, Hani Mukhtar. I mean, Chicho Arango is the real deal. So we rejected a $3 million bid for him. Thank goodness. Thank goodness, indeed. I don't blame him. I think he made about 680 something grand in terms of uh, his, his contract. He's put up numbers that are well worthy of designated player figures. Now, I'm not saying LAFC should sign him as a DP, sign him as a DP, but what I'm saying is he, at the very <laughs> least, should start making a lot more. Adama Diamande was not a designated player, but as a TAM player, he was making just under a million bucks per season as a member of the Black and Gold. So Chicho loves it here. We love Chicho. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier in regards to John Thorington's. We want to make sure our players know that they're going to be treated well while they're here. Last season, he was being shopped around. There was speculative thoughts and conversations about him leaving. Hated it. You guys ever watched In Living Color? Hated Hated it. it. That's right. That's That's how I felt. And he just starts going on a run, scoring goals. And as a result, nothing happens. (laughs) Right? Do we not think that that's going to continue to happen? I'm going to say that there's a darn good chance and statistically a near 62% chance that Chicho Arango is going to score in every freaking game that he comes into. So to see him, if we get offered a significant amount of money, if LAFC's quote gets met at 6.5 and he gets to go to England or Italy or Germany or Holland or wherever else... I will nod my head to that and go cheers and be a supporter of Chicho from across the pond. But if he goes to the Vancouver Whitecaps or Minnesota <laughs> United for $2 million he's in not. allocation he's, money, he's not. I, I want to use the F word, but no. piss, piss, piss off. He's no, not. N- no way. He's and for the record, no. I believe uh, $2.5 million is the um, is the record. For a desert, for a um, hold on a second. I, I had this it. written down. I believe in you. I can do things. I can see clearly now. The rain is all right. No, I might, I might need a little. Sure okay, okay. So the current record uh, is FC Dallas's acquisition of Paul Ariola from DC United for two million dollars in GAM plus incentives. <laughs> okay, so Ariola. two <laughs> yeah, to Ariola. Two point five million is what we brought him in for Columbia. 
If we get 2.5 million in allocation money or 2.6 and that breaks an MLS record, I don't give a Don't do it, John. Don't do it. If you get 6.5 for him and he gets to go to, I I don't know, uh, Millwall. Sorry, West Ham fans. You want to send him to Millwall? I just want, I want, I want to see our boys playing in England. I want to see him in Germany. Like, I love, he's not one of our boys, but I love seeing Miguel Almiron at at Newcastle. He's I love seeing Alfonso Davies at Bayern. That's my guy. I've been following him since he was 16. I want to see these guys going to Europe. That's what I really, really want. If they go to South America, that's cool too, but I really want to see them go to England, Italy, Germany. If, If Chicho goes to one of the big five. I'll buy the jersey tomorrow. Not Arthur Anderson. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they're not I'll, around anyway. I'll, I was going to say, I'll, I'll buy his jersey tomorrow. Right? Like, I, I don't yet own an Edward Atuesta Palmeiras jersey. I don't own, oh, a Nacional Pantoginella jersey. Hmm. He, hmm. he broke himself. At fractured ankle, out for fractured, three months. Fractured ankle, Pantoginella. I like what you did there. Months. We already covered that segment. And Thank we're you. done. Right? There you go. But Chicho, man. Okay. Look. When people come up to one Christian Philly Philemon at the tailgates, when they approach him on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be, he's known for a lot of things. Oh, God. But let me tell you my favorite thing in the last year or so that he is known for. And that would be the Chicho Arango song. (laughs) Philly, honestly, (laughs) look, the, the whole thing was a little long. But every time we mention that he scores a goal, it was scored by Chicho. Chicho Arango. Go ahead. Surpass Rossi with all his golazos. I don't know what I'm going to do if I can't have a podcast with either a rant about how crappy Tony Robbins is or I can't hear the Chicho Arango song. John Thornton, Larry Friedman. I don't know where Will Koontz is, but I'm going to yell at Will Koontz anyway. We love you, Will. Damn it. Chicho Arango needs to be black and gold because if for no other reason, it's Chicho, Denny Bowanga, and Carlos Vela up top. And come on, tell me there's a better trio in Major League Soccer than that. Nope. The rumor has been, by the way, I just want to throw out this rumor so I can say I said it, then I'll be done. Roger Martinez, also of Colombian descent, currently for Club America, where we sent Brian Rodriguez, has been the rumored replacement for one Chicho Arango. Don't do it if we don't get 6.5 million, John. We love Chicho. More than anything else, that being said, Philly, a couple players that we also love more than anything else. Can we talk about Mahalo? We, t- we mentioned Pancho Ginella, but Mahalo Apoku. There have been some rumors for Mahala, and can I tell you how happy I would be if we're able to get Mahala into a situation where he is able to start and play and, and score significant goals for a significant club? Philly, the rumors on one Mahala Apoku. At 21 years of age. 21. He had seven goals and three assists for us during 2022. Right? He started 20 out of 34 opportunities Love for LAFC. Come on. He placed ninth on last year's 22 under 22 list. Mahalo Opoku right? pretty much came out of nowhere, graced our practice squad early on before COVID hit in 2020 and has become an unbelievable revelation in Major League Soccer. Obviously, there are clubs sniffing around him because the upside on Mahala is huge. Like I said, he's 21 years of age and has a lot of football left in his lifespan. So it doesn't surprise me that we're getting trade offers from in and around Major League Soccer. Will that happen? 
As the situation goes with Chicho Arango, we have no idea, but it wouldn't be surprising if he goes anywhere. If there's anywhere where we have a surplus of talent, I would say it's within the front line. We need to beef up that midfield, and we need to beef up that back line, and clearly we're working on the goalkeepers. But Mahalo Opoku deservedly gets to get some eyes on him because the kid is fantastic, plays with a lot of heart, doesn't get himself into trouble, scores goals, contributes, is a factor. Anytime he comes into the game off the bench, I love Mahala. I don't want to see him leave. I don't want to see this team be dismantled, but... LAFC would be foolish if they wouldn't listen to any offers for him because they really did get him for damn near close to nothing. And and our favorite story in the history of LAFC is Mahala sticking around with the club because of COVID. Yep. As we have been told, he just he just never left. So he was like, well, hell, if I'm never going to leave, I might as well work harder than anybody else out here, make a spot, and then all of a sudden become our like second, third leading scorer. Mahala is the story that most interests me moving forward this season because I am I'm curious on what can become of the 21-year-old because like you said clearly he has talent. He is under contract through the end of next year and it would be pretty smart for LAFC if they could somehow get a ton for him. But we're talking about a player who scored nine goals in 52 appearances all time for LAFC. And and honestly, with Latif going, he kind of takes the mantle as that like energy. 100%. That, that, that high end. And not just because they're both from Ghana, not just because they're both kind of diminutive and, and, and they work hard, but just the kind of person, the kind of player, the kind of... Uh, of athlete that we have been able to acquire for and get out of one Mahalo Poku. I love this kid and I want nothing but the best for him. I want to give a quick shout out to Franco, not Pablo Escobar signing a two year deal with Houston with an option for 2025, uh, leaving us even thinner at outside back. I have no idea who's going to play outside back. And I thought something was pretty interesting, Philly. And one of the last things that we're going to talk about on this podcast. Good, because we've been going for a while. We have Ishmael Tajiri Shradi's grievance. There was a grievance yep. that New England Revolution filed with MLS or whomever one files one with. Maybe it's the Geneva National Convention. I don't know who you file a grievance with. But because of the Latif blessing deal to New England, and a couple people brought this up on like Facebook and Instagram and everything, like, huh, I wonder if this deal had anything to do with the grievance or like with the Ishmael Tajiri Shradi deal. And I was like, no, there's no way. I was wrong. Apparently, as part of the deal to get Latif Blessing, the New England Revolution and Bruce Arena, who has declined to talk about the grievance since, has dropped their grievance per Alicia Rodriguez and or other sources. They call, What was the... Oh, it's going to bother me. Anyways, there's a, there's a New England... I'll find it while Philly talks about this for a second. But... Apparently, as part of the Latif blessing deal, the grievance has been uh, dropped. That's all I have. So, so you want me to talk about something you're looking up right now? Is that what, what I'm getting? No, I'm just I. It's uh, it's not that. It's that he was injured. Here it is. Wait, he was injured it. prior to going to New England. We knew that a game or two after it. he scored that epic goal. Yes, he got hurt. It's it's from the where is the the bent musket. 
Which is, the bent musket is like angels on parade, but for New England. That's just that's just like a pleasant sounding bar, right? Like, I'd like to go if, in there and get a warm I, pint of lager. If you and I went to the bent musket and had a pint, we would have a good day, right? <laughs> like that's that's a good day. Bangers and mash uh, and a warm lager. I, <laughs> I will read Alicia Rodriguez's sentence directly from her article on angelsonparade.com. Per the bent musket sources at MLS. The grievance over the Tajuri Shradi trade is closed, and LAFC will apparently see no punishment over it. So there you go. All right. That's there's that. Uh Philly, before we end this podcast, we want to talk real quick about LAFC's preseason schedule. Real quick. LAFC kicked off their preseason schedule January 8th at the Performance Center, and they announced five matches, uh, two of which I don't believe we'll be able to go to Saturday, January twenty first. We're pressed, we should go. I, I, it's closed, closed, I believe, but it says closed to the public. So maybe we're not public. I was drunk in a bar. You threw me into public. If you know what that reference is, DM the scarf on Instagram and I'll, I'll send you something. Why not? Saturday, that's, January 21st. It's not a great value proposition. You got to tell me, you got to tell the millions. No, I'm not telling people what it, I'll send you a, uh, defenders of the bank pride pin. All right, there you go. That's, that's something worth doing. That's, okay. that's a value proposition. There you go. Uh, Saturday, January 21st versus RSL location TBD. Saturday, January 28th versus NYCFC location TBD. And then we get into what Philly has talked about. Monday, February 6th versus DC United, no longer the home of Adrian Perez. That is now the Empire Strikers. Saturday, February 11th versus Toronto, the new home of one Adama Diamande at Coachella, Saturday, February 11th. Join us. We'll be there. And then Saturday, February 18th, if you don't know who Jerry Jimenez is, get out. <laughs> we love you, Jerry Jimenez, and we get to play your San Diego loyal at Bank of California Stadium. Wrong, the home wrong, wrong of, button. as far, you definitely hit the wrong button. The form of the, the home, excuse me, the form, Jesus, this is what you do when you hit the wrong button. The home of former LAFC great. The ghost, Alejandro Guido. And now you hit that button because, you know, the ghost. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, that was our first sponsor. <laughs> Saturday, February 18th, the San Diego Loyal at Bank of California Stadium. Details to come. Jerry Jimenez, we challenge you to a hangout contest. Come hang out with us. I'll see him tomorrow. I'll issue that, uh, that challenge. You let him person. know. Scarf is coming for you, brother. Bank of California. Bank of California Stadium, brothers, Saturday, February 18th. It's Jerry Jimenez versus the Scarf in a no-holds-barred one-fall takedown. That's all I got. I love wrestling. You're welcome. Philly, if you're not, again, following Angel City Chicks, follow at Angel City Chicks. And they're going to they're gonna record a podcast here momentarily. They're going to take us out of One last thing I want to address. I'm going to spare you the details. All right. But if you go to... Uh, whether it be the Riot Squad or Angel City Brigade, oh, yeah, there was this. an interesting. Sub- All right, so listen, listen. The, the collective unit of the supporters Everybody for listen. the Carson Galaxy that's the Riot Squad, Angel City Brigade, Galaxy Outlaws, Ghost Ultras Galaxy, and the two Galaxians they, they got together <laughs> and they issued a statement. I'm not going to read the entire thing to you, but read I'm going to read a couple. Part. Yeah, yeah. 
Get, all right, and this has to it pertains towards uh, Chris Klein's contract getting extended. Where did Chris Klein go to college? Indiana University, which is why actually I don't even hate him. I love the fact that he's running that franchise. Where did the you ground. go to college? Indiana University. There you go. Oh, by the way, they also beat Wisconsin by twenty eight today. We watched and, that together. Yeah, we that did. All fun. right. So real quick, given recent news regarding Chris Klein's contract extension, yes. leadership of the Los Angeles Galaxy supporters group have unanimously agreed not to attend any matches until change in the front office is made. I will spare you the. <laughs> next three paragraphs and conclude with uh, their, their statement where they say we will not return to the stands until changes made at the Shucks. highest level. We promise to collectively ensure that our club returns to operating with integrity and <laughs> sorry, I had to laugh at that. And openness as it has in the past, we will accept nothing less. And all I gotta say to y'all is that's that's awesome. Congratulations. A lot of y'all are season ticket holders and the first couple of payments came through. A lot of y'all cheered the fact that they were caught, that they're talking about bringing Christian Pavone in potentially, which is essentially what led to Chris Klein getting suspended. Hypocrisy at its finest. And a lot of y'all have mentioned how much you want to buy that New Jersey Galaxy Take My Money. There's a lot of hypocritical things going on in between y'all's uh, fan base. And I'm not going to comment on it. I'm not going to go into the history of things. Clearly, there's a lot of cannibalization within that fan base. But what I will say is this. The very first time that the Galaxy is going to meet up with LAFC is going to be in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, which was essentially the Galaxy's first home game. And all your lack of presence is going to show uh, everybody watching Major League Soccer, anybody tuning in on Apple TV across the world, is the fact that LA, without a doubt, is truly... Black and gold. So by y'all not showing up at that time, having paid off some of your season ticket membership, all you're showing is is the fact that you're waving the white flag, you're tucking your head in between your tails, and basically letting everybody know out there that LA is black and gold. Because... All everybody's going to see at the Rose Bowl is a ton of black and gold. So if the supporters out there for the Galaxy are not going to be there in a time period where, quite honestly, the team needs you more than anything considering the bad run of form, so be it. As far as I'm concerned, I too would offer Chris Klein an extension on the contract being an LAFC <laughs> fan and supporter, podcaster, broadcaster, whatever. So that is my take. By all means, Major League Soccer, you're really going to know who, as per Eldon, who the bigger club in L.A. really is. And with that, you know how we like to end every single one of our episodes, including 228. Bye-bye.